was World War II. A team of soldiers in the American Infantry Division was fighting inch by inch for a painfully embattled strip of tropical island in the South Pacific. Day after day they fought, losing men and gaining little headway. As the days dragged on, their supplies ran lower and several of the men started getting sick. The debilitating symptoms of diarrhea and vomiting would have been bad enough if enemy snipers and cleverly booby-trapped minefields hadn't been even more dangerous. Each night, a few brave soldiers would swim back to the battleship anchored two miles offshore to get more ammunition and supplies. Many never made it back. In the middle of this sad, miserable jungle, George fought side by side with his band of brothers. While others became feverishly sick with dysentery, he raised morale with his wit and charisma. And for a while, things seemed to be getting better. The enemy was being pushed back, and the team was alive. And then things got tough for George. He became ill, very ill, lying in a foxhole some barely saw as a ditch. He was so sick he could barely move. With rockets flying overhead and mortars exploding nearby, it was only a matter of time until one landed too close. George wondered how much longer he had to live. And then it happened. George and his buddy heard the telltale whistle of the incoming mortar. But in their exceptionally weakened state, they didn't have time to move. The round crashed into the back of the foxhole where George's buddy sat huddled. The mortar completely obliterated him, and shrapnel gouged deep flesh out of George's back, buttocks, and legs. For two days, George lay in that ditch, with the remains of his dead buddy still covering him. Blood from his gaping wounds mixed with diarrhea and infection set in. He was a disgusting mess of a soldier, and he was dying. Despite the pain, George was clear about one thing. To live, he had to get back to that boat. And he would have to get there on his own. There was no one to help him. From the ditch to the beach, and from the beach to that boat. They were almost impossible odds for anyone, let alone a man in his pitiful condition. But there was no other option. And so when darkness fell, George pulled his wounded body out of the ditch and across the battlefield towards the beach. Using his elbows, he crawled inch by inch by inch across the ground, still hot from spent artillery shells, across the bodies of his fallen soldiers, his wounds opening fresh with each movement. Eventually, he made it to the beach. As he crawled into the water, the shock took his breath away. Salt water burned deep into open, raw wounds, wounds so deep the bones were exposed. The pain was unimaginable, lessened only by a sudden, terrifying thought. What if he couldn't find the boat in the pitch black sea? Back in Kansas, George had been a state YMCA swimming champion. But that was when he was healthy. He was hardly in any condition to swim a couple of miles to where the support boat was supposed to be waiting. Could he find his way in the darkness? And did he have the strength to make it? Leaving a trail of blood in the water, he willed himself to move one arm and then the other his legs too torn up to kick. Stroke after stroke, with life hanging in the balance, George kept swimming, each movement excruciatingly painful, each moment deeply traumatic. The minutes turned into hours, 
And then far off in the distance, George caught a faint glimpse of the outline of the American boat. After being pulled from the sea, he collapsed into the arms of shocked medical staff. The doctors, having little hope, focused on making sure he was comfortable in his final hours. For days, he lay near death in the infirmary as his body fought this massive infection. But George didn't die. He was tougher than that, and each day he got a little bit better. In spite of the incredible odds, George made it. He lived, and made it back home to Kansas. 